Hi, and welcome to Stepping Forward Podcast, where we talk about all things step parenting, including stepchildren, biological parents, custody, finances, court, divorce, and more. Mm-hmm. This is Sarah, and Rachel is, of course, with me. <laughs> I'm here. I can't do an episode without her. Uh. <laughs> well, I mean, you could. It's true. Probably be less fun. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I, I'm the most fun. Yes, ever. exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, we had a question from one of our listeners on Facebook, and she didn't say if she wanted to remain anonymous or not. So we're going to just read part of her question to you guys and then talk about it and we'll keep it anonymous but um if you want us to mention you just let us know and we'll throw it in the next one or if we have time to record something before yeah Mm -hmm. or we can tag you in the post or do all kinds of fun stuff for sure okay so this is from somebody who is not yet a stepmother she has been dating um a man with a two-year-old and she says she's known him for almost a year but was recently introduced to him as his father's girlfriend and things were going great He's an adorable boy and seemed to connect with her, but the thing that was missing, she said, is that feeling of unconditional love or even being able to say, I love you to the child. Um, She wants to love him and to feel that connection. She believes it will happen someday, but it's a struggle to see her significant other love that person so much, and she wants that feeling as well. And so the question that this um, lady had is... That does everyone feel this way? How was the process? And were we in love immediately with our stepkids? Right. And if you ever do have that unconditional love, when does it happen? Yeah. And how do you know? Um, and then the last question she said was, did you struggle to want it early more than your heart was capable of? So do you want to start with this one or do you want me to start with it? You can start. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think kind of to her first question, does everyone start there? Yeah. Um, I think it's probably extremely rare if it ever happens that we love our partner's children unconditionally. And I also feel like the love that a biological parent has for a child and the bond that they have with their child is different than a love that a step parent has for a child. That being said, I'm not a biological mom. Rachel, do you want to weigh in on that? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I, we've talked about this before, Sarah, Um, but I am one of those weird people that did love my, my stepkids right away Uh as to whether it was unconditional or not. I don't know. Yeah. Um, But I mean, also adding into that is I have always just loved kids. Yeah. Right. So that's like, I have, I have this innate love for all children uh-huh um that is like I like it I think it's pretty cool yeah it's a good thing <laughs> but, especially in education yeah um but I because I loved my husband so much like even when we were dating that mm-hmm. also boosted that um but I think it really has built over time yeah um and I will say uh, I had my son two and a half years ago, mm-hmm. and at that point, um, I had been married to my husband for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Trying to think and make sure I did the math, <laughs> the math correctly right? here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and after I had my son, I would just like be crying 
And my husband's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I just love him so much. <laughs> I can't believe how much I love him, uh-huh. you know? Like, <laughs> and it's just, it's overwhelming. And it it kind of hits you all at once. Like, even though you've loved them while they, they've been developing in your body and everything, like, it's all this love for this kid just overwhelmingly hitting you and just washing yeah. over you at the most unexpected moments. and. I don't know if I would say that my love for him is more than my stepkids. I think it's um, it's hard to even measure that. It is hard to measure. I would say it's different, different. Uh-huh. though, and it's been built differently. Yeah. So it's like, hey, um, I have this kind of dining room chair and this kind of dining room chair. Like, they're two different kinds of chairs, right? Uh-huh. They both have the same functions, they both can be equally comfortable. They both can be equally, like they both can equally f- help you feel like you're at home, right? Yeah. But they might be constructed differently. They mm-hmm. might have different plans. They, you know, <laughs> so um, I don't know. I do think it's different. And I've told Sarah yeah. that before. It's it's different. Uh-huh. And it's, I, it's almost indescribable how it's different. Yeah. Which I think is why so many people struggle with this concept, you know? Yeah. Um, Because it's hard to describe and hard to understand unless you've experienced. Yeah. Yeah. I think of it, I can kind of have a scientist brain sometimes, and I think of it evolutionarily, how kids are bonded to their parents. Mm -hmm. And that happens for safety and emotional connection and support. And that's a process that's designed to happen. And it doesn't happen in the same way in step parenting. Um, I love my stepdaughters. They're teenagers. Sometimes they drive me crazy. We're going to talk about that in a minute. <laughs> but um, but I do love my stepdaughters. And it wasn't immediate. I thought they were really cute. I really liked them. Um, but for me, it took a little bit of time to adjust to it, I think. And that introversion piece of just getting used to having kids. I found a meme that I sent Chris last night. <laughs> and sometimes we joke about um, us not being able to have kids because it makes us feel better about it. <laughs> but basically, it's a picture of the Krabby Patty guy from SpongeBob, SpongeBob SquarePants. Pants. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the question that somebody asks is, family and friends, what could be better than having kids? Me. Silence and money. <laughs> and I a little bit feel that way sometimes because I am introverted and I need time and space to myself. Um, but I really enjoy my stepdaughters. They're really interesting humans. And I really love like seeing the things that they do and that they're good at and that they're interested in. So if this is you, if you're in this place of not being sure how you're going to feel about them, or um, I'm just going to throw this out there. If you don't love your stepkids, that's okay. It is okay because some people are in such high conflict situations. Some people have older stepkids who refuse to come over, who don't treat them well, who don't talk to them. It's okay not to love your stepkids unconditionally. If you want that, great. You'll probably have it. Um, and if, especially if they're younger, I think, because your yeah. chances are just so much better <laughs> when you start younger than when you start older. Um, but I think it's just really normal to go through that. Yeah, definitely. Um so yeah, I don't know. We were talking about this and we were like, yeah, kids are buttheads. <laughs> kids, kids can have behaviors that make them look like psychopaths. Mm -hmm. Kids are really socially awkward sometimes. And it can be hard to build those relationships when it's not biologically built into you. Yeah. 
Um, my struggle too is we've talked about this before on Marco Polo that uh, my stepdaughter, both of your stepdaughters have ADHD. Yeah. And that executive functioning piece of just being able to plan out and organize and problem solve and like think through consequences of doing things that's not there in yeah. kids with ADHD. And sometimes that drives me nuts because I have pretty good executive functioning, a really good filter, and I can almost always see concepts, but I'm 42, you know? Right. <laughs> back at, like when I graduated high school, was I like this? No, I was a dumb as a box of rocks. Like, I didn't know this stuff. Just be patient with her. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we are going to do an episode later on um, about step parenting um, kids with disabilities. Yeah. So, and we have some interviews lined up for that, mm-hmm. at least two. But um, we'll be bringing that in more. So if that's something you're interested in hearing more about, just know it's coming down the pipeline. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to our topic of today. So, for example, uh, my stepkids were five and eight, almost nine, when um, I married my husband. And we definitely had a honeymoon phase. Uh-huh. Right? It was like a really good one for me and the kids. We got along great. Um, but then the ADHD symptoms started manifesting more as they got older and the yeah. things they were doing weren't developmentally appropriate. Uh-huh. Right. Because the crazy things kids do are almost all at some point <laughs> developmentally appropriate. It's true. And familiarizing yourself with development yeah. can help you feel a lot better about the stuff your stepkids are doing. Right. And you, go ahead. like your stepkids might do things and you're like, what the crap? Why are they doing this? Uh-huh. And it's not always because they're your stepkid. Or because you you think they're manipulative, but they're not. It's developmentally normal. Yeah. it. These are things that would happen in a family of origin as uh-huh. well. So, uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, but then sometimes it, it is due to blended family situations. So yeah. that's a fine line to walk and you can't always know what's causing certain things. Yeah. And, and that's something you kind of just have to adjust to because mm-hmm. you're not always going to have all the answers you want. Right. Can I just share one more thing really quick? Cause with the um, stepmom who messaged us, she said that as she was thinking about things, that her attitude has almost everything to do it. So she says if she mm. equips herself with a can-do mentality at the start of the day and has a fantastic day, she feels like she's really connecting. But if she wakes up tired, frustrated, and doesn't check in with herself, that's when she has a hard day. So just keep that in mind. That as makes you, sense. Yeah. As you are like thinking about your stepkids and dealing with frustrations with them that everybody does. Yeah, for sure. And it's... Uh... It really is. It's hard. And you have to do that self-care piece. We talk about this a lot. Uh And like Sarah says, you can't give from an empty bucket. Bucket. Uh You've got to fill your bucket first. Yeah. And it's like, as parents, we're like, how am I going to do that? I don't even have time to breathe. Or barely take a shower. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you have to be really intentional about it. And Mm -hmm. I'm like... I feel like a hypocrite even saying that because I struggle with it every day. Yeah. So I I don't want you guys to think like, oh, well, Rachel said I need to do this and she's really good at it. So I can be good at it too. Like (laughs) I struggle with this every day. Sometimes, some days I'm struggling with it every minute, you guys. So just be patient with yourself. You're normal. Love yourself. It's okay. As step parents, our emotions can often get out of control. We get frustrated, hurt, or mad when things happen that we can't change. Do you feel like this happens to you? 
Do you feel like your relationships suffer because of this? Have other people told you to get your anger under control? I ask these questions because I used to have a hard time managing my emotions. It made my marriage and other relationships harder. It even affected my professional career. I'm Sarah Susov, co-host of Stepping Forward Podcast and the founder of Step Up Mentoring, mentoring that focuses on the needs of the step-parent. To help you, I've developed a four-week course called Master Your Emotions. This course will teach you why you have certain emotions and how to recognize and change them. We'll explore any thinking errors you might be using and practice some coping skills that can help you before you hurt the people around you. To find out more about the course, go to www.sarasusov.com slash events. To thank you for supporting the Stepping Forward podcast, we've created a special offer just for you. If you purchase a ticket to Master Your Emotions by Tuesday, July 2nd, use the promo code STEPUP for $100 off. That is over a 50% savings. If you're excited and want to explore how Step Up Mentoring can help you on a more personal level, purchase the VIP package using Step Up VIP for 50% off that package. And you'll get personal mentoring from Step Up Mentor Sarah Susov. There are only a few spots available for this offer, so don't wait. Thanks so much for listening. Now let's get back to the podcast. (laughs) So a while after Dan and I got married, um, my younger stepdaughter, stop ditter. (laughs) (laughs) It's Swedish. (laughs) My stop ditter. Stop daughter. (laughs) um, She started, like she had kind of always thrown little fits about stuff but she was five. So that wasn't totally out of the norm. Right. Um, but then as we're getting into seven and eight and she's throwing these screening fits and throwing things around and kicking mm-hmm. things and just all out tantrums and screaming horrible things at people. Um, you know, I was like, wow, what happened to my little girl? Right. You know, like her tantrums were getting worse instead of better. Um, we had her in therapy there was just so much going on and there was a yeah. lot of inconsistency and discipline between homes yep. and that really affected her. Yeah. Um, and uh, she has some really oppositional defiant behaviors and I was struggling and I sat in my room one day cause I was like, I can't face the screaming right now. And I was, I had the realization that, yeah, I still loved her, but I did not like her. Right. And that hurt because I had always really liked her before. Yeah. She and I had gotten along really well. She has this amazing sense of humor. Uh Uh-huh. Right. And uh, I love humor. So (laughs) if you guys hadn't noticed. (laughs) um, So she and I had always had this pretty easy relationship of joking and, um, I could usually tease her out of her funks and stuff and it just kind of stopped working. Uh Um, And so I don't know what my point is with this, but I just want you guys to know that (laughs) I can relate to the craziness. And, you know, there was one point where, um, because usually I do try to have my husband do the discipline and, and he had tagged out at one point because he's like, I am so upset right now. Yeah. Cause she'd been Gotta saying take a break. these horrible, hateful things to him for uh-huh. like an hour. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, like I tagged in and I just wasn't really engaging with her. I just was being in the room with her. Right. And she, and he was doing the same. 
And she just started screaming horrible things at me. Uh Right. And then she was like, you're not my real mom. And I told Sarah the story. I was like, well, thank God, because I would be embarrassed to be your mother right now with this behavior. And she just looked at me. Her eyes got huge because that was not the response she was expecting. Right. She was lashing out to try to hurt me and get that response and attention. Uh And I was like, you know what? Good. I'm glad I'm not your mom right now because you're not being a kind person. You're not the person I know you can be. Right. Um, not calling her out, calling her up. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if I would handle the situation the same way again, if I could, but she's never said that to me again. That's good. <laughs> so it's like, all right, like maybe that worked. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a tough situation and she was just, she had, she was in a loyalty bind. Oh yeah. Hardcore. Yeah. And, um, I, I really try to remember that she's a child Uh and I don't want to hold any of that against her ever. And she's made a lot of progress. She's had some backslides, Uh but, um, I do love her. And most of the time I like her. Yeah. Well, sometimes I don't. Yeah. And that's okay. It's okay. Because sometimes kids are buttheads. They're huge buttheads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even just when they're not even being buttheads, they they don't have good judgment. No, they don't like, at all. We were at Chuckarama once and my older stepdaughter, who was 10 at the time, spilled something on the table and then licked it. Oh, gross. <laughs> gross. Chuckarama is like germ fest. I was like, no. what? I Chuck said e. Cheese. Either way. Whatever. <laughs> All of the above. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I, I'm sorry. It's like yuck. Never lick a restaurant table ever. Ever. It doesn't matter what restaurant it is. I don't no. care. <laughs> it could be the cleanest restaurant so in the world. Oh. I'm not down with that. And I just looked at her and I said her name, and she just freezes with her tongue on the table. I'm like, <laughs> sit up, sit up. She's like, what? I'm like. Do not lick the table. Gross. You are going to get so sick. <laughs> <laughs> and she did because everything yeah. makes that kid sick. She Aww. she gets oh, so sick about uh-huh. everything. Although she does better since she got her tonsils out. So that's good. That's anyway. Really good. But sometimes kids are buttheads. We want to talk yeah. about that. And also I want to say one more caveat. One thing I see in a lot of step-parent groups is um, people complaining and saying, this two-year-old is manipulative. Two-year-olds did not know how to be manipulative. Um, period. End of story. Yeah, like they're just they trying get, to get their needs met. Exactly. And even I think like four-year-olds, five-year-olds, what you might see and say that's manipulative, they're trying to figure out this unpredictable situation that's unsafe and insecure for them. Right. And for you as an adult to be like, they're being manipulated and they need to grow up, I think is holding them to a higher expectation than you're holding yourself to. So that being said, sometimes kids are butthead. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to say like intentionally because I don't think it is. Like when your stepdaughter licked the table, I don't think that was. No. Oh, no. I'm going to make mom mad. Totally absent minded. Yeah. I wasn't even mad. I think I was shocked more than anything. I'm like, (laughs) disgusted. Uh (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, like that was obviously not intentional. Yeah. You know? Exactly. You know, I feel like so about um, mathing. (laughs) <laughs> end of May, <laughs> um, like the second to last week of May, I had uh, like a massive meltdown because of something one of my stepdaughters was doing. She had this plan of something that she needed to do to accomplish. And um, from what we could see, she wasn't making progress on it at all. And it was 
really frustrating. And I just kind of felt like everything that we would see on the surface was um, her avoiding what she needed to be doing mm -hmm. and her like not caring and that kind of stuff. And that was me making assumptions and a lot of my assumptions. And I know this stuff, you guys, I coach people on this. But a lot of my assumptions, I just was like, I literally cannot stop myself right now from this. It's so Have hard. you ever been there? Yeah. When you're in that situation, yeah. even though you, even when you know that you're acting, you're reacting irrationally. Yes. I have times when I'm like, I know I'm being irrational, but I'm not. I don't know how to stop this train. I know. Or even like if you know how to stop it, you're like, I can't. It's just too much momentum or right. too much whatever. The brakes aren't it. working. I'm pumping yes, them. Exactly. Nothing's happening. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so that's my kind of shout out to parents. Sometimes you're doing your best and it's really hard. Yes. Um, oh, most kids, of the time you're doing your best and it's hard. Yes. <laughs> and kids do things that can just drive you crazy sometimes. Yes so hard. Sometimes oh. me and Rachel Marco pull to each other and we'll be like, can you believe what this one is doing? She's driving me nuts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it happens a lot. Uh -huh. So, and now my stepdaughters are twins. They're in a stage where developmentally a lot of kids do become manipulative. Yeah. Especially in blended family situations yeah. because they're Mom like, said. oh yeah, which uh -huh. I can get what I want if I tell this parent this. Right. Yeah. Dad isn't taking care of me at your house, you know? Yeah. There was a lot of that we dealt with between houses. Oh, yeah. yeah. So much. And we were pretty blind to it at first. Yeah. Well, and I think honestly, like in your situation and my situation, when you have a co-parent that you're co-parenting with that you don't trust, mm -hmm. um, it's hard to believe what they're telling you about what's happening at their house. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes that's kids feel true. more believable. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to say like I never believed my kids. Yeah, because sometimes I do, but it it is it's kind of a balancing act figuring out what to believe and how to respond in certain situations. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. I agree with that. <sighs> so, there's a concept in social language. Um there's a whole program based on it called social thinking. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they talk about things that are expected versus things that are unexpected, usually behaviors or things that people say. Um, and in different situations, what's expected is different than yes. in other situations. Yep. Um, and this construct really helps our kids that have social language disorders. A lot of kids with high functioning autism or severe ADHD, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, but it's also helpful to my typically developing kids at school. Yes. Yeah. Um, so. One thing you can do is set expectations in your home and, you know, point out to a kid when a behavior is unexpected because mm -hmm. there's not such a negative connotation with that word. Yeah. Then with some of the other words like, oh, that's naughty or uh -huh. uh, that's not allowed here. Or, that's against the rules. Yeah. Right. Um, say, hey, in this house, we expect this behavior mm -hmm. and what you're doing right now is unexpected. Mm -hmm. So let's try this expected behavior instead. Yeah. When I teach it to my parents of kids with autism, we um, refer back to the social thinking website mm -hmm. where it has a lot of the stuff and you teach the behavior and sets. So maybe you pick something like 
For example, going out to dinner at Chuck E. Cheese. What's expected <laughs> is to play games and to eat pizza and to talk with your family. And something unexpected would be licking the table right? and running around like a crazy person and <laughs> hiding in the bathroom. Yeah. So if you teach those sets and teach them to kids when they're calm, they do a lot better and um, can access them more. And remember when you prompt when they're doing something unexpected. Yeah. Pre-teaching. So, yep. I love it. <laughs> so, but that's a fun construct, some good scaffolding for kids that you can implement in your house. Um, and when you're out and about, so mm-hmm. like in your household, I guess I should say. Yeah. <laughs> Within your family. Yes. <laughs> and um, that's something that's easy to share with a co-parent as well. If your co-parent is open yeah. to sharing those concepts across households. Yeah. And I think it's really helpful too to kids to, um, when you were talking about the expected and unexpected, it reminds me in school, we can kind of say, hey, look around the room. Is anybody else having a meltdown about this quiz right now? Right. No? Okay. So it's probably an okay thing and it's probably something you can handle it. Let's work on it together. Right. Um, Another thing that you can build into this is like, hey, um, we have different expectations in different houses. True. Yep. So um, especially if you have a co-parent that's not open to sharing this stuff across houses, yeah. um, you can say, hey, expectations here are different. And in this house, this is what's expected. That behavior is really unexpected. Mm-hmm. So let's make a different choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've been really trying to build my kids' vocabulary on like, I'd like to make a different choice or, you know, phrasing things in a way that is... Um, not emotionally hurtful to other people. Yeah, I like that. So like if they don't like what's for dinner, they can say, I'd like to make a different choice. Can I have some cereal? No, thank you. May I please? Yeah. Rather than like, ew, this is disgusting Uh after my husband (laughs) just spent three hours cooking dinner. So yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like um, in this episode, we've talked about a few things, Rachel. Yes, we (laughs) have. Yeah. Okay. So we have talked about how unconditional love may or may not come for stepkids. And if you want that, that's a good thing. Um, You might be a person who naturally likes and loves kids and that's great. We've talked about how kids are buttheads. We've Mm -hmm. talked about how like we probably could have done episodes for all of these things. Oh yeah. But it's fine. We might later, we might break it up a little bit. Oh yeah. And we'll definitely get into the step parenting kids with disabilities or different abilities, different functions. Yeah. So we talked about developmental norms. If you can, just look up de- like developmental, what's that called? Norms? Yeah. <laughs> that is what it's called. <laughs> I was trying to think of something else, like developmental stages maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah of what sure. different behavior is like at different stages and how to reinforce that. And um, I have a course that I teach. It's a four-week course you can do about shaping your child's behavior positively. Yes. So if you're interested in that, reach out. Um, we also talked about social thinking and teaching your kids to be aware of how what they're doing impacts others. Yes. Also, um, if you are a step parent that has older kids, like you married someone with adult children or things like mm-hmm. that, that's something we can also address in a future episode. Um, we have a lot of friends that are in those situations we as do. well. So, yeah. Um, and that's something we will likely address eventually. So, <laughs> <laughs> so well, thank you guys for tuning in today. We really appreciate you. Um, if you like us, please give us a good rating and um, share this with your friends. We love to help people. And that's why we started this podcast. Um, we yes. want to be able to help other step parents to normalize the experience you're go through, going through and to let you know that we don't think you're an evil step parent. Right. So, 
like Sarah said, if you're willing to rate us or write a review on iTunes, we are an independent podcast. Uh So everything we do is just, you know, out of our own pockets and from our own time. Mm -hmm. So anything that you guys can do to help us spread the word about the podcast is so helpful. Yeah. It really is. So thank you for tuning in. You can, as always, catch us on social media. Mm-hmm. We're on, hopefully you know it by now, Facebook, Twitter, yes. Instagram. <laughs> email us at steppingforwardpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And in the meantime, keep, keep on, on stepping. stepping. Only what love in this heart.